ST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are Rolling Audio here today in episode 329 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I have a kick-ass episode for you here today. I do it every single week right here on The Hotter Show. I sit down with the creative director of The Grey Rooms, Cassie Pertit. And let me tell you, it was a really, really fun episode. I have so much respect for Cassie and what she does and to be able to kind of hear her story and really dive into what exactly that she does behind the scenes for the gray rooms and also the graphic design side of things that working with the authors for the scripts and just the the slew of other jobs that she does was just so much fun. And as, as a hardcore fan of the gray rooms, it was just a pleasure uh, getting to speak with her. So I'm very excited to jump into that before we do. I want to give a huge shout out to everybody who supported last week's episode of the show, my chat with my buddy, Mike Quintero from Mike's Mystery Mansion. Fantastic horror narration slash ghost story interview podcast. Go check out Mike is a, uh, is a great guy and his show is only going to get better. And he is going to be reading one of my uh, original stories uh, fairly soon on the podcast. So keep an eye out for that. Big shout out again to Mike. And with that, we are ready to roll into my chat with Cassie Pradeet, creative director of The Grey Rooms. Let's get into it. If you guys are regular listeners of the podcast, you know that I am a humongous fan of The Grey Rooms, which is a amazing podcast that I have ranted and raved about for a very long time. And I've had a few people on from The Grey Rooms to interview, and I am super excited to welcome on another member of The Grey Rooms team. She is described by the creator of The Grey Rooms, Jason Wilson, as his right hand and is the creative director for The Grey Rooms. We're going to get into so much stuff with her today. I'm super excited and honored to welcome on to the show, Cassie Pertit. Cassie, how's it going? It's going pretty well. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is all mine. I have such a, just for lack of a better term, fascination with what it is that you do kind of as the, as like kind of like the wizard behind the curtain with mm-hmm. the gray room. So I am super excited to get into the nitty gritty details of what exactly it is that you do, because I, I feel like more light needs to be shined on the greatness that is Cassie Pratit. Yeah, I, I do a lot of everything. That's, I mean, that's the easiest way to explain it. A, a lot of everything behind the scenes. <laughs> a lot of everything. If there's something that needs to be done, there's probably a good chance you've done it. I, I, I would assume. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I keep this photo flow. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm excited to get into all that. And there's, there's obviously tons of ground that we have to cover, but just first and foremost, to dive in head first here with some of the first podcasts that you were introduced to. Oh man. I, um, so it's interesting. Like I started listening to podcasts and it wasn't that long ago. I would say maybe 2015 was like my first real introduction to podcast. Yeah. It, it wasn't that long ago. I, um, I was in grad school and I remember listening to this guest lecturer and she was talking about cereal. And so between cereal, which like I am a huge fan of like true crime, investigative stuff. It was like a mix of that and the black tapes, which amazing podcasts, like just fantastic. The Legendary podcast for sure. Suck you into the story. 
but it was like between those two, like I was just hooked. I was like, I have to get more into this. I have to listen to more. I think, you know, by the second day I had subscribed to like 30 or 40 other podcasts and I just <laughs> had to dive in deep. I was sucked into the world already. That's fantastic. Well, and it's, it's funny because I think a lot of people, that's something whenever I speak with podcasters is a lot of them were introduced to the podcast world by true crime podcast because they're so, they're so easily accessible for people who maybe wouldn't normally have an interest in sitting and listening to audio for an hour, an hour and a half. Right. We, we are all the kids that were, you know, hooked on forensic files when, when we were little and stuff like that, where it's just like, just want to hear about murder. Like, tell me all the, the nitty gritty. <laughs> just can- tell me about murder. <laughs> Shut up and give me murder. Just uh, to reference another great pod. If, if you've never listened to small town murder, I got to shout out those guys too. They're fantastic. But the more murder, the better, which is, I mean, perfect for our show, right? That might be one of the best quotes to explain <laughs> the gray rooms. The more murder, the better. Yeah. <laughs> So as you're getting into these true crime podcasts, did you, like, aside from the ones you mentioned, was there any in particular that you heard that you were kind of like, man, like, I'd really love to be involved with this somehow? I mean, I always got really sucked into the stories. I mean, I think true crime is is such a great segue into that because it's like you get so invested into the way it's like everything starts out fine in the beginning. And the more you continue and progress and you listen to these relationships between, you know, the two people involved in, you know, in the murder or whatever, but it's, it's so fascinating to see how they go from one to a hundred very quickly and they progress that story along. Right. So it's like, I, I was always really gripped by that and, and just the storytelling involved. And even with podcasting, it's like you, if you're a longtime listener to a certain podcast, like you get really attached to the host, you really get attached to the way that their voice sounds. And then the way they tell the story, it's, I mean, you just get hooked in a second. So it was like the, the more I listened, the more I just wanted to be involved with something. It's really like, even if it's a, a, you know, a nonfiction podcast, the people that are reporting on this they really are almost like characters. Right. And it's like, you know, there's some podcasters I've spoken to who, you know, they'll, something will change in someone's life and they'll have some, someone who's a co-host will have to leave or something like that. And they find that there's just like, man, like it's just not the same without these same two characters, so to speak, who are reporting on this. Like it really is truly like just presenting something as almost like a fictional story, but it's just, it's very much based in reality, right? Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, the longer you listen to a podcast and you go through their seasons and, you know, some of these investigative ones, it's like you can hear hundreds of episodes. And, you know, not only are they telling you the story that's what ha- of what's happening, but it's like you get little bits of their life, too. You see them through the years. It's like I keep thinking about, I, I see this meme all the time where it's like, oh, you need to go out and get some friends. And it's like, I have friends. And it's like, plugs in podcast. These <laughs> 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 are my friends. What are you talking about? You know, I, I was told a long time ago from a, a dear friend of mine, they said, you know, like, oh, I'm like, oh, hey, like, it's been a while since I've seen you. How are you doing? And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess it has been a while. I'm like, well, well what do you mean? It's like, 
well, I listen to your podcast every week. So like, I feel like I'm hanging out with you, but like, really I'm not. And it's funny how even like when I, when I would speak to like, say like when I spoke to Jason for the first time, it was like, oh yeah, it's Jason. I know Jason, but it's like, no, I don't. Like, it's so, you just almost feel like, oh yeah, I know these people because I've listened to their podcast for a year or for a couple of years. And it's such a weird disconnect when you finally link up with those people sometimes, right? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Cause it's, it's like you said, it's like you're, you're getting a glimpse of them in the studio, in their, in their office, in their space, and they're talking to you. And it's, it's just like any other normal human interaction. It's like, you're listening to them tell you a story. You're listening to your your best friend in a way, like talk to you about something else that they find fascinating. Like there's there's true connections in podcasts that people m- might not realize, but hit that subscribe button and uh, and join us for the ride. Like we're all friends here. Exactly. Well, and that's what's so fun about this world and this podcasting community. Like there are some people who I have connected with that. I mean, one of which my dear friend, Josh, shout out to Josh from Still Loading Podcast. I I consider him one of my dearest friends. And like, I've, I've never met him in person before and I'm probably never going to. That's just <laughs> reality. But it's like, you know, he lives on, he might as well live on the other side of the world from where I am. But we have this connection because we linked up through podcasting and within this community, like there's so much really wonderful friendships that can be had with people who you could just, you can start bonding over podcasting or whatever. And the next thing you know, it's like, Oh wow. Like I know things about your, your life outside of podcasting and we'll link up to play games or whatever. Still it's like, that's such a cool thing that can happen. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's like, you know, even if I think about Arthur and, and some of our other authors, it's like, it's one of the things I love about our discord too, where it's like, you have that connection where it's like, you can actually go and you can talk to these people. And and like you said, join them in on a game, talk with them, have conversations, talk about writing. And it's, we're building friendships. That's what our podcast does. It's, it's building friendships along the way. It's building friendships with the soundtrack being squishy death. Oh yeah. <laughs> squishy, gross sound effects. And uh, it's, it's not Jason Wilson unless it's squishy soundtrack. In fact, there's there's sometimes I'll read submissions and I'm like, okay, this one's extra squishy. So Jason's going to have it. <laughs> extra squishy. That's just, someone asked me, oh, so what's the gray room about? I said, it's about a lot of really squishy sounds put into a <laughs> podcast. No, that's a uh, <laughs> bad joke there. But, but uh, so that's really cool. I mean, we're going to definitely dive into the discord and all that stuff because I, I want to, I want to talk about that. But uh when you decided, okay, I would really love to get involved in this world of podcasting in some way, what was kind of, was the catalyst for that to happen? Like when did that opportunity come up for you to be able to jump into the world? So it's interesting because the gray rooms kind of fell into my lap because this is, this is the first show that I've ever gotten to work on. Like I've worked with some other friends, like I'm, um, you know, I'm friends with the artist who draws everything for Welcome to Night Vale. You know, it's like I've had these other small touch points along the way, but this is my first opportunity to really, like, be behind the scenes and work on a show. Um, and it just so happened, it's, I actually am really good friends with Brian, and I've known Brian for years and years and years. And he and I were talking one day, and he told me, he's like, oh, yeah, I just started this new um kind of writing gig 
you know, I'm going to be on this podcast and come along. And I was like, well, you know, you know me, like I'm an artist, like if you need any help, let me know. And, and that was my first interaction of, okay, we need help. Do you want to, do you want to come in and, and work on some art? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm in. Like, I'm, I am totally in, like, I need to be a part of this. And then it's like, the more that I got involved, just the more that I was able to help out and do. And I love it. Like, I mean, you sit here and I, I'll talk with Jason and it's like, okay, this is the 10th podcast that we're thinking about. Like, how many more can we build? How more? <laughs> You're doing conceptual art for, you know, uh, uh, everyone involved needs their own podcast. Let's go. Come on. Let's build an empire. Like <clears throat> I totally, exactly. as someone who invents not invents, but who, who thinks of a new podcast every day myself, I totally can respect that. Like, it's just <laughs> the amount of times I have had my, my dear friend, Mr. Jason Reese from Jaybridge's large shouts to him who I I'll send him an idea and be like, yo, this is the new podcast I'm doing. And he always goes along with it. will make me a graphic and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and like two weeks later, I'm like, ah, there's no <laughs> way I have died for that. And he's a good sport about it, but yeah, I could totally, uh, I can totally respect that. <laughs> yeah, Jason and I joke around. It's like, we've got a running wh- whiteboard of ideas. It's like, okay, this, let me tell you about this. This could be something really interesting. Let's throw this on the whiteboard so that way we can plan on it later. But this this is the concept and we have to come back to it. It's like if you don't have that notebook of ideas, like you you just need it. You need to keep running with it. And I mean, that's what's so fun about the gray rooms is like it started off as this dream, you know, that Jason had years ago and, you know, like he's told the story before, but, you know, he jotted it down in this notebook and then years later kind of it came back into his life. And next thing you know, now it's this super awesome <laughs> podcast that's in its, it's almost done its fourth season. And like, oh it, it's so funny to, and I always say this to people like, you know, and I'm sure you can back this up as well. Like if you're someone who wants to create something or wants to just go for it, like, do it. Don't, don't overthink things too much. You know, sometimes it's good to have that whiteboard, so to speak, to have, okay, here's this idea. If you have an idea, jot it down, but always come back to it and always push for it because you can really make something magical sometimes. Oh, 100%. And it's like, you know, so even outside of the show, like I create a lot of artwork, like I've shown in a lot of galleries, I've done things all over the world. And it's like one of those situations where it's like, you just have to go out and try. You have to put yourself out there. And it's like, you know what? Have fun with it. Like, don't stress too hard about, is there going to be an audience? And is anybody actually going to be interested in listening to this? Like, am I wasting my time? You just need to experience it and do it and have a lot of fun with it. And just enjoy the work that you're doing. You know, never turn down an opportunity and never say no. It's my life life mottos. Like, just just go for it. (laughs) Just do it. Like, at the end of the day, all of us got into doing whatever creative thing it is that we do because it's fun and we enjoy it. Right. So that's, that's what is important. And sometimes you'll create something and and you'll be like, I love this. I'm super proud of it. And next thing you know, Hey, hey, this person likes it. Oh, Hey, that person likes it too. Oh, these 10 people like it. Oh, cool. Like next thing you know, you're you know, you're, maybe you're winning an Oscar or something. Like you never know, right? Like it's so. That's there's a lot, of, a lot of steps there, but <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna start somewhere. And as long as you love doing it and you enjoy it, like that positivity, more people will fall in love with it and join you on that ride. Like why not? 
Exactly. And that's, you know, and, and going back to, you know, to the gray rooms and that, like, there's so much going on within this podcast with the, the, the graphic design side of it and the art side of it and the, the voiceover talent and the writing, like there's so many different types of creativity that go into this podcast and the presentation as a whole. I mean, for gosh sakes, I'm, I'm looking right now at the uh, very awesome Patreon package that I was sent <laughs> and like the presentation of the gray rooms and everything you guys do, like from day one, it has just fascinated me. And that's, you know, why I was so excited to talk to you because I know that you're, you know, you know, the, the creative director of the gray rooms, break, break that down a bit for me. Like what, what exactly is it that you, you bring to the table being the, the one kind of behind the scenes, the wizard, so to speak behind the scenes. Oh goodness. So I, like I said, I have a hand in, in just about everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't touch casting. Like Graham is amazing at what he does. I could never touch that level of talent. And I'm so happy to have him on board. Um, But it's like everything else that you can think of behind the scenes, whether it is doing all of the artwork, figuring out great ways that we can talk about ourselves on social media, looking at submissions and what authors send to us, you know, I've written for the show. I've had a hand in the editing of like the written work that we get sent in. I do all of the crazy, you know, office stuff. That's kind of, I don't want to say boring and bland, but it's like everything that's there, you know, I figure out how to help put together a lot of those pieces to help keep everyone on track and keep everything really cohesive. Lots of little bits of everything. Right. It's, it's doing the things like, that some people might not really think is that interesting, but like, to me, like it fascinates me doing things like making sure the hosting is all set Mm -hmm. up properly and making sure that stuff submitted on time, you know, like, especially with all of the moving parts that you guys deal with, like, you know, it's very important to make sure that, okay, Hey, we need, all of our, especially if you have, you know, multiple voice actors in one episode, which you guys obviously do all the time, like, Hey, I need lines from this person still. Hey, this person, are you, uh, how are we going on that? Like, you know, someone needs to do that and needs to be able to keep things focused so that, you know, the, the people who are doing things like the voice acting and the writing can just focus on their own parts and then it can all come together. Yeah, it's like if I even if I look at just the author side, like I'm one of their first touch points that they have as an interaction. You know, helping them after they, you know, get submitted and we we approve it and we're like, okay, this is this is the perfect scene, this is the perfect setting. Like we love this. Like I work a lot behind the scenes too, where it's like continuing to work with the author, working on blogs, working on helping tell their stories as authors. So that way, when it gets to the point where scripts go out to Graham, you know, and Graham gets audio and he takes it back to Jason, like I, I help connect a lot of those dots to make sure that a lot of those pieces help fit together. Right. It's almost like looking at things as a whole and being able to be like, okay, this piece will go here. This piece will go here. It's, and that's something that just fascinates me because like, I feel like sometimes 
with just this podcast. Like I'm only really, there's only like one or two moving parts, but even me sometimes, like if I, if I'm trying to plan something really far in advance and have a, I, I had a project a couple of years ago where I had a, geez, I think I had, it was about a four hour long podcast in which I had a bunch of people on for like separate mm-hmm. interviews. And even just scheduling that, I was like, pulling my hair and I was like, man, I, I wish I had someone to be like, Hey, can you like reach out to this person and talk to this person and make sure they're good for this? And like, I have such a fascination with what you do because <laughs> it, it is not an easy job. And I would imagine sometimes when things maybe aren't going the way they're supposed to, it's like, okay, I got to really buckle down and kind of uh, uh, crack the whip for, for lack of a better term. <laughs> I was always shook. It's like herding cats. That's, that's the best <laughs> way to it is, you know, let me, let me make sure that I connect with Graham and see where he's at here with this audio. Let me talk to Jason and see what page he's working on. So I know how far along this episode is. Okay. I know Jason sent this off to JM to, to write such an amazing score for it. Let me, let me poke at Brooks and see where he's at in getting the next author in line for, you know, his behind the door interview. It's, it's fun and you have to be very organized in order to make sure that all the chaos makes sense. Because I feel like at times that's kind of what it would be. It's just chaos, especially if you're, yeah. well, you're doing all of this. You're also, like you said, you're dealing with submissions and dealing with authors. And that's a, that almost feels like a whole other job <laughs> to me, like just dealing with, okay, this person sent this in, I need to read through it and Mm-hmm. maybe critique certain scenes. Can we maybe change this, that, like that almost feels like a whole other other job in itself. It kind of is, but it's, it's also really fun. Like, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm one of the first people that when a submission comes in, reads through it. And it's like, I want to get that tone and I want to hear that voice, you know, and there have been a couple of times where we've gone to authors and we're like, we love this story. We love this script, but we need to, ch- we need to tweak a little bit of this section. Can we, can we talk about editing this a little bit? Can we figure out right. better ways to talk about sound? You know, that's, I always think that's one of the fascinating bits too, because it's like, you know, I've written stories, I've had things published in the past and you always look at as an author as I'm going to write a scene and you're going to listen or think about the way that the characters are thinking about what's going on in the time. You know, you might put them in a setting and you might get them to that certain point, but a lot of it is like internal dialogue. So it's when you switch to an audio format, you have to think about that scene as a whole. Like what is the atmosphere? Like what is, what are they in? What are the, what is the struggle that they're, that they're dealing with? Does it have enough squishy noises for Jason to, for him to be very happy? So it's like when I read through submissions, like I'm always looking for those kind of details too. Cause it's like, I know, I know when it comes to Jason's part of it, like he is just absolutely amazing what he's doing and he can make you really feel like you're in a room, the fly on the wall. And it's like, I want to be able to really find those stories that I think that he's just going to have a lot of fun with. Right. But if the author can have say something like, Oh, the, the person walks up to the ocean and they can smell the salt air and they can feel the, the breeze. And like, it's, it's those kind of like those district, those descriptive things, words, right. Mm -hmm. Really build this scene and build this world so that then Jason can go in and, kind of do his thing. It makes things easier. I would imagine. 
Oh, a hundred percent. Like, you know, some of my favorite episodes of his, like, you know, if I think about bad harvest from Mark Taus, right. Like that's one I, I go back to and I listen a lot. Cause it's like, Jason built this scene out where it's like, you can hear him walking through the cornfield and the grasses and the way that Jason has layered the sound, like you really feel like you're listening to these grasses crinkle around you. And, and a lot of times, like I said, if you're just writing, you know, written prose that, you know, okay, someone's going to pick up a book and they're going to, they're going to read my story. And, you know, their imagination is kind of filling in those gaps. It's like, you have to think about it in a completely different perspective to know, like, okay, this is not a visual medium. We need to figure out how to build that scene so people really get like pulled into the story. Right. And that's something that's very much the theater of the mind. Yeah. Right. And not, I don't think a lot, like the average person doesn't always have those thoughts where it's like, you know, I'll listen to some, and this isn't a disrespectful thing or anything on, on some people, but I'll listen to like, say some horror story narrators and I'll listen to them throw in sound effects. And sometimes I'll be like, Oh, like I'll, I would have done this here or this mm-hmm. section here. And like, I know just from speaking with Jason, like there are some things where it's like, Oh, I'm going to add this here. I'm going to add this here. I'm going to add this here. And you know, I, I think it was something that he said, well, I was watching him edit one time and he said, you know, he says, guys, you know, what really makes me mad is when I listen to an audio drama or something and someone is outside in the blowing wind and then they enter mm-hmm. a house and there's no wind sound at all. It's just gone. He's like, I yeah. mean, you'd still hear the wind <laughs> like it's and it's such a small detail. And I remember him saying that now it's just like my mind is blown. <laughs> like I was just oh, like, God. he's right. <laughs> hundred percent. Right. And it's like, I mean, there's so many good stories that he's done where it's like, you hear that you hear like rain hitting a window pane or right. something. It's, it just builds such a, you know, a much more immersive experience for the listener. I think like you really feel like you're that fly on the wall and you're, you're actually in it, like watching the scene. And I, that's what I love about our show is like, it's, it's not just us telling stories, but it's us, building these environments that people get sucked into. And I mean, that's as someone who is genuinely a fan of the gray rooms, like what pulled me in immediately, it was yes, obviously the stories are fantastic. You guys are offering, but then also it's that immersiveness that is just like, it was unlike anything I ever experienced when I first heard the gray rooms, it was just like, the little details, the little things that he he would throw in or little subtleties in the story. It's like there is so much going on here and there is so much detail. And as the show has progressed over the seasons, like that has just gotten even better if that was possible. And I know that it does have a lot to do with you with going over these scripts with these authors and stuff because – you know, if some of those details weren't in there, even with the voice actors, right? If they're reading a line and it's like, if you want them to emphasize a certain word or something, you know, like if that isn't thought about, maybe the performance wouldn't quite be the same. So like what you do is very important on that aspect as well. Oh yeah. And I, that's where Graham works his magic too. Like Graham, you know, I may work with the authors on, on that side of things and making sure that the scripts are where they need to be having communications with them. 
Um, you know, I did a lot of editing last season. You know, Graham is on that flip side where it's like, he really works with the actors and it's like, he goes through and he listens to every bit of audio that comes in. And I know that there have been times where he's come back to me. He's like, can you just re-record this one line? Like, we just want to make sure that this is pronounced this way. Like, how can we talk about it? Where can we put the emphasis on it to like really make those lines pop, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I think it's that attention to detail that comes into our show where it's like, it just build such immersive experiences. Oh, definitely. I mean, there, there are times, listen, there was a point where I had to stop listening to the gray rooms at work because I would like just be listening and I would just get lost in the moment (laughs) sometimes. And I'd just be standing there, like staring at a wall, Mm -hmm. just listening to like whatever is going on. And, you know, I'd have someone walk by me and be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, huh? Like what? Where am I? Who am I? Like, it's just, I was fully lost in the gray rooms. (laughs) I I hear that a lot. And we see that in the reviews a lot too, where it's like, I have to stop listening to this at work. I just can't get anything done. I get sucked into it so easily or, or, you know, it makes their rides to work so much better, you know, or they have to make sure it's like certain episodes. Okay. We can't listen to this right now. Like I remember, um, I think it was on our discord reading one where it was like, I knew this episode was coming and I had a dentist appointment right afterwards. So yes. I knew I because I would not be able to go into the dentist's office if I had listened to this beforehand. <laughs> I love that though. I love that people get that like wrapped into the show. It's, I think that's just so much fun. Oh, for sure. And I mean, that's something that is so relatable to a lot of people. And I mean, uh, people within the gray rooms, discord community and people who aren't even necessarily in the discord that I've spoken to about the gray rooms, like just fellow fans. And like, that is what, what drew us in was not necessarily one specific thing. It was really a whole grouping of, of these different awesome things to do with the show. But one thing I always, always hear is just that immersiveness. Just, mm-hmm. man, did you hear that light bulb sound effect? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. just, like you know, and like you're listening to, and again, that's that's a credit, of course, to the, the wonderful skills of uh, Jason Wilson. But like, oh. it's just those little things that like, I would never have thought of that. Right. And it's like, ha, 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 who would think of doing this one thing? Like, I'll listen through to, and it's like, oh, there's a cricket in just this one spot. Oh yeah. But it adds such an emphasis on the scene. It's like, really, Jason, come on, man. Like just, (laughs) it's almost not fair. (laughs) Oh, good. You know, Jason always likes to say too, it's like, you know, this, this is not just like one person building a show and like putting it together and slapping it out of there. Like we are all such brilliant creators at what we do, you know, everyone has a really deep respect for the show and the product that they're putting out there, you know, from the writing that Zanke does to the voice actors that Graham finds. I mean, you don't know how many times I've heard Jason talk about just how brilliant it's like, he could take a piece of audio, put sound effects together to where he thinks it sounds good. And he passes it off to JM. And it's like the way that JM comes behind him and scores the episode it just, I mean, it heightens some of the sound effects. It it adds to the intensity and the immersiveness. And it's, I think all of us coming together with our pieces, I mean, it, it just makes 
such an interesting experience that that really sucks you in and i mean honestly this is this is probably the best team that i've ever worked with and it's they're just such brilliant creators at what they do that's awesome and it's so it's so fun to hear that because it's like you know with with what you guys are doing it really is just this i i think brooke said something along the lines when i had him on of like it's like all these these creators who are just kind of throwing everything into this pot <laughs> and it's like mm -hmm. we all come with our parts and it just it works because mm -hmm. there's someone like yourself to kind of make sure everything's going the way that it needs to when everyone's meeting their deadlines so that when it all comes together and you get that final product it is just it's magic it's really, really truly magic and the one episode that I, I i really want to make sure we talked about just because of your involvement with it uh, was actually it's one of my favorite episodes of of the gray rooms and it's actually it is a bonus episode um but it was uh, the second bonus episode for season two mm -hmm. and it is for the the podcast called bane which is the patreon podcast for the gray rooms mm -hmm. um and it was kind of like the the mid-season break I, I i guess you guys had three episodes and these three episodes you wrote the stories that were kind of the, the, the story before the story, which yeah. is something awesome that the gray rooms does. And I love all of them. <laughs> These three <laughs> episodes are some of my favorite. And, but man, this particular episode was. That one was so much fun. Yes, it was just the, the actual story itself, which is a reading of the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, which is, I'm a, a giant funny. mark for that. Um, but you wrote the story, which was, I believe it was called elevator repair, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and it was just Todd and Bob, who are obviously two of the greatest characters in existence, as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. fixing an elevator. Well, Bob is fixing the elevator and Todd is, standing there uh just, against normal yeah yes. and just i remember when i heard this episode for the first time as before i was on the discord and everything and I, I knew okay todd's the kind of the fun comic relief guy and i i adore his character and what he's become of course mm -hmm. but it's like i didn't think i'd ever I guess see Bob in that light too, where it's like, oh yeah, Bob can kind of be in this fun little role as well. Where did you get the idea for that to be like, let's kind of explore what this would be like? So I think you have to remember too, like when those episodes dropped, was that was at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. That's when everything had just started shutting down. People were stuck in their houses, they couldn't go anywhere. And you know, we were like, well, let's put together this. We called it the free month of Patreon. Let's, right. let's, let's show our listeners like some of the fun things that you can kind of listen to if you get the peek behind the scenes um, and go from there. And a lot of the Patreon content that Brian had been writing previously were these really funny skits, like really funny different views of the warden that, Really, you know, things that you wouldn't expect when you listen just to the main show. And so when we came into those episodes, you know, I was like, well, first, you know, all three of those bonus episodes center around Todd in a different way. I wanted to really take that character and say, let's 
let's, you know, let's put the spotlight on him and have a lot of fun with him. Like, I know we can throw some really fun things to Alistair and there was a, I can't remember. It was like an episode or two before that the Samantha had to take the stairs. She couldn't take the elevator because the elevator was broken. And I was like, well, let's just explore that moment for a minute. Let's, let's let Todd in all of his glory, Pastor Bob (laughs) into repairing his, his elevator, the love of his life. And let's just have a lot of fun with it because, you know, in some ways, Todd is going to get on Bob's nerves. And of course, Todd had initially been set up in those early, early Patreon episodes as kind of the warden's pet. He was he was a thing that the warden loved and it was his little sidekick. We always thought of him as, as like, um, you know, if you think about Dr. Frankenstein and Igor, like Todd was his Igor. Right. So it was like, well, let's let's have some fun. And of course, you know, Todd is going to cover for the warden chasing Samantha up the stairs. And, and let's just see how much he can not only get his beloved elevator fixed, but kind of try to cover the sounds right. of what is going on in the background. Don't, don't worry, son. It's nothing. Like, it's just <laughs> like, I, I was listening to it today just to kind of uh, stroll down memory lane a bit. And I was just... I was just howling laughing because I was just, you would hear the background clearly and Bob's just like, do you hear that? And it's like, oh, nothing, sir. Just, oh, what's this? Like, he's just like, he's not even really distracting him. He's just like saying words. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Making stuff up on the fly because yeah. I'm, that's one of the best parts about Todd is, is he's a little unpredictable at times. Like you, you never know what he's going to get into, but he's always into some kind of shenanigans. Like, and he's always going to try to protect the warden because that's his, that's his guy, you know? Right. He's, he's the warden's pet and hearing something I didn't catch the first time that I, I'm so glad I listened to it again today because just, I, I had to sit down. I was laughing so hard for some reason. I didn't catch when, when Todd is talking about the wrenches, <laughs> he, he, he mentions that he says that I'm paraphrasing this, obviously folks, but he says something about how he enjoys the quarter inch wrench because he likes how it sits on his knob or something like that. And I just, I just started laughing. I'm like, did he, I, did he just say that? And yeah. he did. And it's just, it's as Todd as it gets. <laughs> I mean, you can't have Todd with a little, you know, without a little uh, sexual innuendo at times, like you've, you've got to throw it in there and just crack a joke when you can. And, and just the idea too of, like I said, coming into such a dark situation in the world where everyone's like stuck. Like I, I had to give them some humor. I, I had to make sure that I could put tons of little jokes in there that it's like, if you listen to this over and over, like you're going to catch more and more jokes, the more times you listen. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm proof of that. I didn't, for some reason, I don't know why, I guess I was so fixated on like what Bob was doing. I didn't catch that joke the first time. And I've listened to that episode a lot. <laughs> so oh, there, there's a lot of times like I still go back and listen to it just because it's like between what Graham and Alistair did with those characters. I mean, it's just, it's just hilarious. It's just, I could, it makes yeah. me happy. <laughs> if I could just have Graham and Alistair as Bob and Todd, just like narrate my life, <laughs> I would be, or providing commentary for my life. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, ever, everything would be brighter and sunnier and just the best kind of like little bits of torture, a lot of bit of, you know, a lot of comedy and just the banter between the two of them. I mean, I would love that too. I'd love for them to narrate my life. It'd be amazing. Yeah, it's just fantastic. But also in that episode, what was so cool 
was the, I mean, the actual narration and performance of the Raven. Like, I mean, I'm a huge nerd for the Raven story and that without a shower doubt is my favorite version of the Raven is that version that you guys did. And hearing you involved in that as the, the ghostly voice of, uh, of Eleanor, like, or as Lenore, excuse me, who's Eleanor <laughs> as Lenore, not Eleanor was really cool to hear because I remember like I, I had heard that and I was like, that's Cassie. Like, that's so cool. Cause I knew you as the graphics person and the person behind the scenes. So to get involved with that in such a, a really cool role was so fun to hear as a fan. Did you, did you have the idea for that or where did the idea to first off do the Raven come from? And was that something that Jason approached you about or how did that come to be? So actually it was kind of the reverse actually, because um, so Bane has been, you know, this, this little love child of Jason's for the long time. It's, you know, it's the podcast within the podcast. Um, He actually goes through, a lot of times he'll find, you know, just good creepypastas or things that he think might make really interesting stories to tell, you know, and a lot of them are voice recorded by him. It's something that's quick thrown together, you know, there's not a lot to those episodes. And so he actually came to me and he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to do the Raven. He's like, do you, do you mind being Lenore? And just, just, there's just a couple lines, just throw me something interesting. And I think, I recorded those lines like 10 times maybe in just different ways that I could, you know, soften my voice or try to make myself sound really eerie. Like I just wanted to make sure that I got that great ghostly sound in it. Well, I mean, you, you, you nailed it because when I was first listening to that, the first out of like 600 times I've listened to it, uh, I remember the feeling of just like discomfort because the only other times I had heard that story narrated was, you know, it, it was not as it, it wasn't an audio drama format. Right. So to have that voice of Lenore in such a way, it was just like, Oh my gosh, this is just giving me chills listening to this. Even thinking about it now, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about the the performance that you guys did on that. Like it's just, it's utterly, uh, utterly incredible. Has there been, uh, you know, just to put you on the spot a bit, any other talks about you maybe, uh, getting involved in, uh, in, in voice acting at all more? Yeah. Uh, so actually it's funny you say that cause I have another Bane episode queued up, uh, on my computer that I need to sit and record it. It should be really fun, I but I actually get to play a murderer in it, so it's going to be a whole different spin on what you would normally hear from me. So okay, yeah, it should be fun. I'm not going to give away too many details, but it, okay. it, it's a lot of fun. That's really, I am very excited to uh, to hear Cassie as a murderer. That's uh, <laughs> that's because who doesn't want to play a murderer once in a while? You know what I mean? Like just well, need more murder in our life. It goes back to true crime. Like it's a it's a <laughs> More murder makes us all happy. Yeah. Murder makes everyone happy. Squishy sounds, stabbing, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever um, whatever well, Jason can do to stab meat or whatever is however he <laughs> makes his side effects sometimes. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's, God, there's such a funny story there. He was doing, 
Convenience Shopping by Mark Taus, you know, which was our, what, preseason one episode here for season four. And I remember him telling me stories. He's like, I just, I could not find the right sound effect for this. And I, I really wanted to get that meat slapping on the counter sound. So he, he literally started pulling steaks out of his freezer and just slapping them up on the counter, trying to make sure that he got that the right sound there. And we were, we were joking with Hale. We were like, how can we turn this into like a video skit of just Jason beating his meat? So Jason beating his meat. <laughs> Just slapping it on the counter and trying to make a joke out of it because we got to make it a little lighthearted in, in all of the horror and the nonsense. But yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. And sometimes you got to be really creative in the way that you you get the right sound effects for a show. Oh, definitely. I mean, I know from from speaking with him, there's times where he'll like rip apart fruit and stuff like that, and just it's so interesting to to have that side of things. And and it's super important, even in a, a role like like you have to be able to kind of find those people to, to fill those kind of roles, you know, like I know that from speaking with you, there's some people that maybe have been brought in recently uh, into the team kind of in a more permanent basis. Is that something that you're kind of always mindful of? Like if there's someone who's maybe been involved a little bit, like, Hey, is there maybe something more we can do with them? Is that something you're always usually mindful of? Oh, yeah. Like, we've had a lot of times where it's like, you know, the show has gotten so big, you know, we've got so many do, new different avenues going on. And it was like, okay, let's, let's have a talk. We need, we need somebody to focus on this. Like, who do we think would be great? Who loves the show? Who do we know that we could work with really well? You know, Tori is a great example of that, where it was like, okay, I, I need someone to come in and help me out. I need someone that can help work on the community side of Discord, you know, help me with a bunch of, you know, random tasks that we have behind the show. And I was like, let's bring Tori in right away, you know? And Arthur is another one where it was like, immediately it was like, you know, we're, we're looking into season five into expanding the writers that we have that help tell that main story. And it was like, boom, we have to talk to Arthur. Like he is so in love with the show. He's so dedicated to what we do and the story that we write What's like, I know that he's going to give us, you know, all of his writing talent and he's really going to put a great spin on the story. So yeah, he's Arthur has been one of our more recent additions. You know, we brought him in in January and I mean, he's just been amazing to have behind the scenes with us like thinking of new concepts thinking of new things that we can write some bonus patreon stuff i mean i love him i talk to him like almost every day at this point that's fantastic yeah uh, huge congrats to arthur on that like i mean he was he was honestly arthur is the reason that i got introduced to the discord uh, he is such a great ambassador, for lack of a better term, for the gray rooms. And he has such a passion for his craft as well. Like, I have learned more about writing just having even a two-minute conversation with him. Like, just how he approaches things and how he is so willing to critique and to give advice for those people who are looking to better themselves in their writing and isn't afraid to break things down because he is sh so passionate 
about what uh, what he does. And I mean, I mean, I am beyond excited for season five, knowing that he's going to be involved in uh, in some way. And of course, I mean, what can't be said about Tori? I mean, they're fantastic. Just a rock star in what they do with the with the community. So welcoming and just always doing these cool little improvements as well. Like I know that Tori just did this fantastic upgrading to the discord with all these new rooms and everything. And it's just like, holy cow, like they're always doing something. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know, it's even going back to Arthur's work in the community, like, right. It's one of those things where it's like, one of the things that I love about our discord is, you know, you don't have to be a professional writer with tons of things published, you know, as long as you have a good story, like we love to take those and build really amazing episodes from that. I mean, you know, our, uh, episode one for this for season four, Agilon, you know, this was her first time writing a story, first time getting published. You know, this was her first experience even submitting to a publisher. And we're like, we love it. We want to use it. We can't, you know, we can't wait to get into all the fun, juicy, gory bits of it. But it's like, if you come <laughs> into our Discord community, you know, Arthur, there's a couple other people that are really active in the Discord channels yes. where it's like, if you need help with writing, if you need help with editing, if you have questions, like we're always there to really help you learn to expand your craft. We're, we're there to help you along the way. And it doesn't matter your level of status or if this is just a thing that you only do for fun and you never even think about the world of publishing, like come in, like we're super welcoming. Like we want to make sure that everyone just really has a lot of fun with it and it can be as creative as possible. Definitely. I, so, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Like I've always, you know, even in art stuff that I've done outside of the show, it's like, I love that ability of saying, you know what, this might be the first thing that you've ever done in your career. And it's, it's so amazing that you've taken that first step. Let's, we love to help you. We'd love to help show you different tricks or techniques or things you might not have thought about, or even just ask those probing questions of like, well, what have you thought about it this way? And it's like, just being willing to have those conversations, you know, with young creatives, you, you open up so many worlds like of possibilities of different things that they can explore and challenge themselves and, and being able to be in that safe space where it's like, you know, you're, you'll get an honest critique you know, you'll get help. It's, we've really built such a safe space for writers to come in and just enjoy themselves and enjoy the craft. For sure. And I mean, that just having that, those people that can give you that, you know, an honest critique, not just, oh, it's great, but it's not for us. It's like, yeah. hey, let's, not that it would be that bland, obviously, but just to, just to <laughs> wrap it up, like, you know, with, what you guys are doing. It's like, Hey, maybe this story won't work for the gray rooms, but it's a, it's a great story. Here's a couple things. Like, have you maybe thought about doing this? Have you maybe thought about, you know, like I know from myself, like something I, I sent Arthur, like kind of on a whim, it was like, he sent, I remember he sent me back like just this, and it was a quick edit. He said, he sent me back this thing that had like all <laughs> these points in it. Like it expanded my mind so much. I was like, 
I just learned more in five minutes than I have in like 30 years about writing. Like, holy cow. Like, it's just like, what? And it's so good to have that because there's a lot of people out there who they may submit something to a, a podcast or a website or whatever, and they may not hear anything back at all. Yeah. Right. So it's awesome to have that. And just speaking on this with submissions and things of that nature, uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the submission deadline for season five is coming up for the grooms. If I'm not mistaken, um, submissions close on April 17th. So make sure that you turn them all into me so I can read all the magic, but even outside of what we do for the normal show, like I said, you know, we're working on building all of these extra podcast experiences you know, we're opening our submissions up even wider. Um, you know, Bain is going to become a public podcast here in actually at the end of May, beginning of June, that's going to go public. You know, we're always looking for more stories that can go into there. really fun, creepy passes, just fun horror tales that don't necessarily have to end in somebody dying. You know, we've got a new show that's going to get um, kind of beta tested and slotted into where Bain was, um, called Fireside Nightmares, which that one should be really interesting. That one is going to kind of have this feel of like somebody sitting around a campfire, listening to these great urban legends or spooky tales, ghost stories, things like that. You know, and then even outside of that, like we are starting to expand into miniseries. You know, we did one with Mark Taus last summer called Descent into Hell, which was a five-part miniseries he did where he really got to take this one story concept and think, actually, if I remember correctly, that one started off as just like one single short story. And he figured out these really brilliant ways to expand that world and figure out how to flesh that story out. So that way it was like this huge five episode experience. You know, we're looking for more of those. We're, we're looking for those fun bits where it's like, we want to be able to give authors so many more opportunities to, to hear their work in a format they might never have imagined. And I would imagine that too, it would make them a better writer as well, right? Like if they're listening to their, their story in this kind of a format, even if it's not necessarily right for the gray rooms, maybe it's right for Bane. Maybe it's right for fireside stories. Like there's, there's so many things that under that gray rooms productions banner now that is, mm -hmm. that is coming. And I mean, I'm beyond excited for it because, you know, I'm a huge fan of Bane and the fireside story sounds like such an interesting concept of a podcast. And, you know, hearing there's nothing that I think makes a writer, really hear their story like when someone else reads it and narrates it you know oh yeah i mean if, if you think about traditional publishing you know you write a story you put your words to paper you know it'll go through the hands of an editor and and everything to get published but it's like you don't have that experience of going okay now i get to hear what the reader actually thinks about right my story or my book you know you don't get to experience it outside of the pages. So it's like, I've had a lot of conversations with authors where it's like, I, you know, Jason has done such an amazing job of building this world out. It's like, it's perfectly what I imagined when I was writing it. And it can, it's so it's, it's portrayed in such a different way 
that I think even authors are getting that opportunity where, you know, they go from that disconnect of just writing to like getting the opportunity to experience their work again and living through it. And it's, it's just, it's opening the world of publishing up in my perspective. Like we're giving authors more languages to use in a way. Definitely so. And there's really, truly nothing like, like speaking with authors who have had, you know, uh, stories turned into episodes of the gray rooms. Like there's nothing quite like when you're listening to an episode of your story told in this way. And it's just, everything is exactly how you pictured it. It's just, and sometimes maybe it's not the way you pictured it, but it's, it's almost like, I like this better. You know, yeah. that's, that would be such a cool feeling to experience. Oh, I know it's, you know, Mark Taus and I talk quite a bit and it's, I know every time he gets to hear one of his episodes, mm-hmm. he's just, he's always blown away just the scale and the proportion that a story gets when you listen to it in that format. Like I said, it's, it almost helps, I would imagine the creative juices flow even more because it's like, okay, now what other things can I put together? What other, what other crazy scenarios or more squishy noises or, <laughs> or environments can I think of and imagine that can get turned into these experiences? You know, it, it opens people's eyes, I think, to the world of writing. Right. And at the end of the day, folks, it all comes back to those squishy noises. Right. Like just let's be serious. That's what is the most important thing of the gray rooms is how many squishy noises can we fit into like an hour or so episode? (laughs) Pardon me. I wish Jason kept the tally. (laughs) I would love (laughs) the squishy sound tally. (laughs) You built the world up this way. (laughs) Oh, that is absolutely fantastic. And I mean, that's, you know, what else is there to say about the gray rooms other than just, you know, nothing like a good murder story and squishy noises. <laughs> well, we all need more murder in our lives. Exactly. See for a non-threatening kind of form of murder. We're not actually bringing you the knife to your house, but we're putting it in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> we're not bringing the knife to your house, but we're putting it in your ears. I like that. That's, that's gotta be a t-shirt. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of t-shirts and things like that, I wanted to make sure we talked about obviously your work in the kind of the graphic design and artistic side of the gray rooms. Like, I mean, what is your process for creating some of these just stellar cover arts? And this season, honestly, like there's been some of my favorite ones (laughs) from uh, from this season. So even from like a really young age, like I've always been a really avid reader. And there's something about book covers that it's like, if, if it doesn't pull you from the second that you see it, like you may not pick that book up off the shelf. So when I started this project, I kind of came in on that lens, you know, like I do design and stuff in my day job, but it's like, I wanted to be able to make sure that it's, it's something that grabs you something that is, that is really gripping. So I'll go in, you know, before I start, the next episode and I will reread a script, even though I've been over it a hundred times before, you know, have had a hand in editing, worked with the author, everything else. It's like, I always go back, I reread the whole script and I look for those moments where it's like 
something that's really biting, something that's really engaging, something that's really going to draw you in. And I figure out the best way that I can pull images and build up layers and really portray that moment. Because I want you to look at the art just like you're listening to the episode. Like I want it to pull you in and make you want to listen to more. You know, and if I think that's a good testament to authors too, it's like you're building out those layers. You know, you want to have that great cover that goes along with it that really sells your work before someone even gets into it. And I, I know that there have been times too where even if I'm just showing artwork to the team, like it's fun to gross them out in some ways or <laughs> like take these really extreme moments where they're like, it's, it's almost a little jarring to them <laughs> and put it out there and be like, no, this, but you know, you can look at it and it's like, Oh no, I know. I know exactly what the story is about now. And I can't wait to hear the audio that's paired with it. Well, and that's what's so, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, it was the whole presentation of the Grahams that really drew me in. But even recently, like as much as I love where it's like, I'll look and go, okay, I know this is going to be like a, a really gory episode or something like that. Like, I think one of my favorite ones that you did actually uh, fairly recently was for uh, without note, without uh, turn, excuse me. Um, that one, like, I think I even remember commenting like this is, it's such a, it's a really beautiful cover art that you did for without turn, but like, it's also like, okay, what's going on here? Like there, there's a clock and there's tap. Mm -hmm. Like what's, what's going on? Like, and I remember just thinking like it, it, really drew me in so much that episode because I was just like, I need to know what this is. I need to yeah. know <laughs> what is going on here. Yeah, that one was that one was so much fun too, because it's, you know, obviously that story is about a woman that's kind of es escaping her fate and trying to, you know, get as much time in as she as she can. And it's like I wanted to make it really ethereal feeling like you're in the space where it's like if you could just stop time for a second you know and then if you you know you look in the background it's like you see this shadowy figure that's still kind of standing over you and is still menacing you know it just it draws you and it makes you want to listen to that episode so much more i i've gotten a lot of comments on that piece in particular actually this season it's it's definitely been one of my favorite as well that's fantastic and i mean it's just I think it's because it's so, um, not to use the term artsy, but like, it's so like, not that the other pieces aren't, but it's just like, to me, that's very much like, like I could see that being like in a, like in a gallery as a painting, I guess. Whereas the other ones, like they're fantastic, but I guess they're a little more kind of to the point. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like, I really had to kind of look. And then once I listened to the story, I was like, oh, okay. Like you just said, like wanting to pause time and the person in the back, like it, it just, mm -hmm. I remember how it grabbed me where I was scrolling and I just stopped and was like, what is this? <laughs> there's, there's another one that is my absolute favorite. It's for the episode from last season, um, The Prey. I don't know if you remember that one. Okay, but it, yes. But it is like, you know, that story is about this succubus that comes, you know, and she's romantic and alluring and she draws you in. And it's like, even the artwork for that one, it's like, there's just this goddess of this beauty. And it's like, you're sucked in, but it's menacing and dark in the same way. And you can tell that something is coming, but you can't help but be drawn in by her beauty 
you know, that one always catches me too, where it's like, it, it will always be one of my favorites. Like I always try to, to weave those bits into what's I, I want the listener to, you know, if they join our social media or the, any of those experiences, like I want you to be caught in that moment where you just, it stops you in your feed and you're like, okay, I have to go listen to this episode. Just being caught in the weave of the web that is being uh, weaved by Cassie, Pertin, <laughs> the, uh, you know, cause it, it is, it really is truly grabbing like just, and, and I can remember with that episode, like as the story is progressing, I was like, okay, I kind of already picture how this, this person is looking, right? Because mm-hmm. I've seen this artwork and it's like, it, it really does add a, it's like, it's like with the, any of the, the graphics that have Samantha Winters, like I know what she looks like. So it's like, I don't know why, like to me, it just, it really, I guess adds another level of, of care to the characters, which is. You know, I, I didn't think it was possible for me to care more about a character like a Samantha Winters, but then, oh, hey, this is what she looks like. Cool. Like it's, it's, it's something so simple, but I think it, it really does add another level. And the, the Samantha Winters are, is really interesting too, in a sense, cause it's like, I've, I've gotten to use that model in a, in a couple of different pieces now, you know, she, she had her wanted poster, or not her one trip, her missing person poster, you know, in the beginning of season two, and you see her and she looks like this very young kid, you know, and it's like, the more that I built her up over that season, it was like, you could just see the transformation and she gets darker and darker and darker. And then where we've had her revisit this season, now the images that I'm playing with her, she's powerful. She's come into herself. She's this force of nature. And it's like being able to even portray that same character over a timeline has been such an interesting thing to do to play, to go from that innocence, this young girl to now this powerful being. So it's like to be able to try and figure that out visually and making sure that that comes across to the viewer too, because you don't want to come across where it's like, okay, well, this, this is not the character that I envisioned in my head. You know, if if you listen to the first season, you know, some ideas went into the writing where it was like, okay, well, we don't really want to be descriptive of our characters. Because if you think about reading a book, you build up your own imagination on what their persona is, you know, or however you imagine that character. And we've gotten away from that and we've become a lot more descriptive. We've given them more power and more stance and I think that just adds so much more depth into what we're doing and being able to see these characters transition over a timeline. You know, I just want to make sure that what I'm creating too compares to what a listener might imagine. And I really want to accurately portray that. So that way it's not a thing where it's like, well, this was a great episode, but this is not Samantha Winters. This is, this is not the character that I see in my head. So that's, I don't want that disconnect there. It's fun giving the audience that that extra bonus that you wouldn't normally get with other podcasts. You know, you might see a cover art for an episode, but it's just giving you the information that a new episode is out versus like really continuing to build that story and that arc and where it's going. Right. And I think it, it works so well for her where it's just because it's almost like we've like I remember when I saw the artwork that 
she was in. Like, I remember I, I hadn't heard the episode. Like, I, I don't know if I think I missed an episode or something at, at the time. So I didn't know that she was back. So then I saw this cover out where she was on and I went, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So then I immediately freaked out and went back and like, I was like, I need to stop what I'm doing right now and go listen to this and make sure I'm all caught up. Cause I'm like, it's so, and like, I'm like, she looks like she's, she's this badass. She has a sword. Like what's going yeah. on? Like, you know, and it, it, it was so cool as a fan and as someone who, you know, really loved that, that second season, like just to see her come back and to see how she's, like you said, how she's really grown into this just powerful being. Oh yeah. It's and it, in fact, the one that you were talking about, that was, that was even a Patreon teaser. So it's like, I almost feel like that was more of a tease for the people that only listen to the public feed. Cause it's right. like, she's coming, she's coming. And this is not the Samantha that I've, I've heard in the past. Like, what is she doing? How, why is she here? Like, I'm so excited to dive into that episode now, but yeah, I, I love her as a character. Sarah with Thomas will, will be one of my favorite narrators for forever and all time. And so it's like, if I can give her that power in the art, instead of just listening to the voice, like I've done my job well. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you, what you do is, is has such a powerful kind of a uh, way to present the show. And it's so important to, because again, you know, if you don't have a great cover, your book's not, really going to sell it doesn't matter how great it is if if the visualization isn't there especially in the podcast world like it's a brand it's a business if you don't present it in a proper way with good graphics and cover art and that it's not going to grab people the same way you might get lucky but with what you do in the graphic world like it's just it is so mind-boggling sometimes where I'm just like, oh yeah, like, you know, I, I know Cassie's work and then <laughs> you'll upload something and I'll just be like, come on, like just, <laughs> and I remember yes, when I got, got yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when I got the Patreon stuff, even I was just like, this is all the presentation of everything. And it's just like, seriously, <laughs> like, this is so cool. Yeah. And there's, so there's more stuff coming too. Like, um, you know, we just expanded our, our Patreon and, you know, we're offering subscription boxes now with, with other fun things of merchandise, different things you're getting. But one of the f- really fun projects that I've been building on with that too has been this like trading card series where it's like, I get to really highlight the characters, really expose them and make them gritty and dark. You know, I don't know if you've seen the one yet for that I did for Bob. And it's like, I know I've had people in our Discord channels of like, oh my God, like this is, this is Bob and this is Bob and all of his, his glory and destruction and just seeing the transformation of it. You know, I wanted to capture a moment too of, you know, I, one of my favorite episodes is the finale for season two, where he goes from being himself. And after Samantha uses like her powers on him and he starts rippling and transforming into the big demon character and his real self it's like I, how can you capture that in art and i i love that moment of transformation in that piece that's absolutely fantastic i to be honest with you i didn't know that was a thing <laughs> until you just said that and oh, now i'm freaking out <laughs> because coming. i need to see this i need these in my life yeah, and this is why we're... you need to join the patreon folks because it is uh, 100%. <laughs> you get so much more fun content. You get so much, you know, so many more episodes. 
so many more fun snippets and seeing behind the scenes and you get to, you know, see more of us doing what we do, you know, more art content. Like I, I used to even do a video series where I would show you how I built um, some of the art that goes into it and show you like frame by frame, you know, me in illustrator, almost like Jason does when he does his streaming of how he edits together episodes. Like I'll show streamings of how I build different art pieces. Um, So that's fun in there, you know, and then we have other surprises that are coming up. Like I'm also building a gray rooms board game. So that should be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of fun art that goes into that. Okay. 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 Just dropping stuff here. All right. That's cool. That's cool. No big deal. Just a gray rooms board game, you know, whatever. I'm I mean, freaking out over here, man. What? That I can, tr- you know, trap you in the rooms and keep you entertained. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I am a happily a shareholder in the gray rooms. And I mean, I can't say enough wonderful things about the Patreon and about the show and about the discord as well. Like what you guys are doing over at the gray rooms, just overall, the gray rooms as a whole, gray rooms productions and everything is so it's amazing and it's inspiring and it's just, I'm just happy to keep seeing you guys just be successful and just keep building this wonderful, wonderful community and awesome podcast. I'm, I'm so glad that it's like, we, we love that we have this fan base, you know, Jason and I will talk all the time and we're like, this is just a fun thing that we do in our spare time and to see it grow as much as it is and, and see how much the fans love it. Like, I just, I want to give you guys more. I want you guys to have more fun, murdery, squishy experiences. Murdery, squishy experiences. That's it. That's gotta be a t-shirt. That's uh... (laughs) well, uh, so why not? Why not? Let's do it. Let's do it up. (laughs) Well, uh, real quick, speaking of the Discord, before I let you go here, I have earlier, I posted on the Grey Rooms Discord, which if you are not on the Grey Rooms Discord, what are you doing? Go join the Grey Rooms Discord. You you have to be there. There's just so much fun to be had. You have to join in. You're you're missing out. Like, just, I, I don't know what else to say. Just go do it because you're missing out and there's just so many amazing, wonderful people in that community. I, it take me an hour to shout everyone out properly, but uh, I uploaded earlier that I was being joined by Cash Petit here on the harder show. And I uh, was sent a few questions by some of the, the discord peeps, the discord roomies. So uh, if it's cool with you, we're going to, we're going to dive into a few of those right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what they have in store for me. Okay. Ahem. So first off, we have uh, a couple from Arthur Unk, <laughs> our friend that we've talked about a couple times here. Um, Arthur, first off, would like to know, how does the experience of working on a podcast compare to other jobs you've had? It's a lot more fun. You know, I, um, in my day job, like I do graphic design, I work in marketing and it's like, you know, you're trying to build things that will portray a company's, you know, what they're doing, what's going on their day to day. And it's, you know, it can be kind of bland and boring. It's like you're, you're sticking to a corporate standard and the gray rooms itself has just been such an amazing experience where it's like, Oh no, I really get to throw some spin on this and really dive into it and build out 
this art in these worlds and and work with all of these amazing people. It's I I will say it is it is my favorite thing that I work on. It's definitely my favorite thing to work on. That's fantastic. And I mean there and there are a lot of parallels as far as with what you do in your, your day job. And then what you do, obviously with the gray rooms, like it's interesting to hear that. Like there's, there's definitely a lot of parallels of building a brand and building up a business and representing that business through graphic design. Like that's really cool to (laughs) cool to hear. Uh, So the next question I have from Arthur here, and this is of course an extremely important question. Uh, Do you know the muffin man? The muffin man? The muffin man. (laughs) Yes, I know the muffin man, the one that lives on Drury Lane. Lord Farquaad, <laughs> we found it. <laughs> I made a joke earlier that if I said, if you don't think I'll do that whole skit with you, you would be mistaken. I was waiting for it. I, that was a, such a fun experience this morning. You see, you see I, I should have somehow like lined it up uh, in, in a way that I could have done the whole, you know, eat me, poo! <laughs> that, that scene comes up way too much on my podcast. I don't know why. But I've That's I've cool. done that scene multiple times. I was trying to experience where yeah. next thing you know it'll it'll be a crazy episode where it's like a a gingerbread man coming around and eating all of the characters or something fun. But <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out how to turn it into a room. Listen, Arthur, buddy, get on it. <laughs> I'm looking at you, kid. So Come on, please. Yeah, I need to read the story. It has to happen. <laughs> Get on it, buddy. Come on. <laughs> uh, so the next uh, couple of questions I have here is from Eric. Um, he would like to know, how do you keep everything straight slash organized? We know that you do a lot for us, but what's kind of your method of just organizing all of this chaos and hurting the cats, so to speak? <laughs> I always say, and I, you know, I do this in my day job too, like, you got to keep organized. You got to have a lot of communication with your team. You need to see where people are at. If they're struggling, what can I help with? And just, yeah, don't be afraid to jump in, you know, building out a lot of spreadsheets or spreadsheets helps as well. But just as long as you have great communication with your team, like all of the pieces fall together in line. So it having us be organized has just made everything a million times easier. And it's fun to kind of also be able to go and have touch points with and talk with the rest of my team and be like, okay, what are you, what are you working on? Where are you at? Like, I would love to know. Hey, Jason, is that audio done that needed to be done tonight? You know, <laughs> he'll, he'll give me a paper. Like I he's like, I've got five pages left. I'm in this. Like I've had calls with him where he's like, go to page five and do you think that this is a car door or a door for a house? So like, even though I'm like, well, I, I think this reads more as like a barn door being open. So it's about the right sound that we can put in there. It's like, okay, well let's find a barn door and then he'll sit there and find a, the, the right barn door with the right creek, right just yes, the right exactly. amount of delay, you know, it's, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. And it's it's important to know that too, right? Because a lot of people might be interested in hearing that. Like sometimes it's literally is just communication. <laughs> yeah. Open, the communication is the key. Any job that you have, as long as you're communicating with your team, you're building the best product. That's the best way that I can put it. Just make sure that you're talking with everyone, you know, make sure that you're open and, and willing to talk and let people know, even if you're, you're having an off day and you're struggling communication is key and then everything can stay organized from there. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, another super, super serious question that we have here uh, from a doozer. Uh, they would like to know, in your opinion, and this is a very important question. How often do you question your life choices when reading the Discord? <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> no, Every day. It's a, it's a lot of fun, though. And it's, I mean, even some of the ridiculous times where it's like people just honking, like just honking all day. All day. <laughs> it's like, Honk. Those, those are the fun bits, though. And it's like, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do, too, is like, if you catch it, if you look close enough and you look back through the art or like, I, you know, I built the website. Like, if you look through the website, like, I like to hide Easter eggs and things. So, I am listening and the things that you guys are talking about may be featured somewhere else if you can find it. So, keep that in mind. I, I am always lurking. Needs more honking, guys. Let's do it. More honking. I better see a goose somewhere. Like, on. <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. And, uh, and that was obviously a, a kind of a, just a fun little, yeah. uh, fun little question there. Okay. Who talks more Jason or Brooks? Oh, Brooks. Definitely, <laughs> okay. definitely Brooks. There, there have been times where I've been on the phone with him and I can just sit back and listen to him prattle on and, and tell me the most wonderful stories and discuss bits Whereas, you know, Jason has had some moments where, you know, even if we're planning something out, like he can get very stoic. So def definitely Brooks. <laughs> yeah, uh, both fantastic storytellers. But yeah, Brooks, it, I, yeah, I could uh -huh. I could listen to him prattle on about something. And, and then at the end of the story, you're like, oh, like I feel <laughs> something now. Like, it's just when did that happen? Like, it's just it's like, yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, I could. Yeah. Not only bringing you the murder and the squishy noises, we're giving you the feels in the process. That's all. Oh, for sure. He the the inspirational uh, tirade that Brooks went on during his episode on the show here was just. I felt like I could fight the world after that. I was like, buddy, you've missed your calling. Like you, you need to be doing this full time. Like I would just hire him to follow me around and just be like, just do it. Like, <laughs> Just, just come home and narrate my life and talk me through everything else and, and help me just discover the new wonders of the world. Just, I, I love him. He's, he's a great guy. Brooks Bigley, life coach. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last couple of uh, questions or comments we'll say that I have is actually from an anonymous source uh, uh, on the Discord here whose name I do not actually know. Um, but they would uh, would like to know uh, how amazingly awesome is it to get to work with Jason? I hear it's pretty sweet and that he has pizza parties on Fridays. Any truth to that? What do you think? Totally have the pizza parties. No, Jason is amazing. You know, it's one of those things where it's like I came into this show, you know, not knowing him and, and he and I have grown such a friendship over the years, even outside of the work that we do. You know, he's a fantastic guy. You know, he always talks about how I'm his right hand. He's my left hand. Like he's, he's just a great person to have in your life and just so creative in the way that he produces episodes and puts everything together, you know, even episodes, what was the name of the one? Uh, Interminable Buzz. Like, I know that there have been moments where I've called him afterwards, like even listening to that episode, I was like, I was listening to this in my car 
And somehow you managed to take that sound of a fly buzzing around and you managed to bounce it around my speakers. <laughs> yes. Like it literally sounds like there was something buzzing around my head <laughs> that I need to swat and get out of here. And it's, he's, yeah, he's just amazing to work with everybody on the team. I mean, I can't give <laughs> enough kudos in the world. Like everyone is just brilliant. So it's, it's been an amazing experience and a lot of fun. That's fantastic. And pizza parties. I mean, come on. That's, just, that's I mean, you can't, you know. and uh, the last question I have here, and I think this just encapsulates the, uh, the discord uh, as a whole, again, from this totally anonymous person who, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know who this person was who asked this. Of course, it is totally anonymous. Uh, is it true? Jason smells like leather wrapped in money. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know what? I will have to report back. Um, okay. All of our teammates, we work all over the country. You know, <laughs> a lot of us, we just communicate by phone and we haven't had the experience of meeting each other in person, but we will have that experience soon. We're having a gray rooms retreat coming up that I'm very excited about. Oh, yeah. Lots of pizza parties and, and drinking bourbon and all kinds of fun things in person. So I, I might have to do a follow up episode with you, TJ, where I just okay. I fill you in. You'll report and back to us. <laughs> Uh, that's it. Let it be known, folks. If I ask you for questions in the Discord, even if you're joking, I will ask the questions. <laughs> I owe it's it to the Discord. <laughs> we owe it to the Discord. We, you know, we do everything in life for the listeners and our Discord community. I mean, they they are amazing, and we love having everybody involved. So, yes, make all the jokes you want. You'll get a lot of us commenting back and and giving. <laughs> and so. Be prepared. We we will joke and tease with you back and just have a lot of fun. It's a wonderful community, a, a wonderful podcast. And, you know, it's it's been so great getting to talk with you, Cassie. I knew this was going to be just a super fun, interesting conversation. And I can't thank you enough for coming on and for being so candid and taking the time to, to come on and chat with me tonight. Yeah, this has been amazing. Uh, like I said, you'll have to we'll have to chat more on Discord and everybody else join our Discord and, and join the conversation. This has been a lot of fun. Definitely. I would love to just have everyone on the Discord at once, just like come into a recording <laughs> so, session yeah, and sure. just see what happens. <laughs> oh my god. There would be so much trucking and and video games and everything else. And honking. And honking. Lots be, of honking. Lots and lots. I want to get like thousands of people sending me honks all day. Like that would just make me smile. So, <laughs> and watch now my inbox is going to get flooded with honks. You're going to just get honks. Like just, <laughs> it's going to be just like this episode will drop Thursday and like by like Friday morning, you're going to have like <laughs> so many now, honks. <laughs> I expect this now. I need some honks in my life. So my community better not disappoint us. <laughs> Don't let them down. Come on. Let's Come go on. discord. Let's get some honks <laughs> happening here. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Cassie, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been fun. All right, folks, there you have it. My chat with Cassie Petit, creative director for The Gray Rooms. Such a wonderful chat. I, I knew it was going to be a great episode with Cassie, but uh, I, I had so much fun. I hope that you guys did as well. And if for some reason you are listening to this and you have not checked out The Gray Rooms, what are you waiting for? Go listen to The Gray Rooms. It is in my opinion, the best podcast out there. So go check it out. And I very much appreciate Cassie for taking the time to chat with me. And while you're at it, go join the discord, join the Patreon, all that fun stuff. And while you are joining things and supporting the grooms, if you would like to 
support this podcast. You can do so by hitting that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you are using. And you can also help out by leaving a five-star rating. Five-star ratings help this show grow and climb the podcast charts, which then gets more ears on the show and more uh, ears on fantastic musicians, creators, fun people like Cassie Pertit and some past guests that I have had on. And if you also would like to follow The Horror Show on social media, we do have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hit me up on there. And if you want to be on the show or you have a comment or something you want to talk about, hit me up at thehardershow at gmail.com. And we'll, uh, we'll have ourselves a conversation. And if you would like to go a step further, consider joining The Harder Show Patreon. I have a few different tiers that you guys can join. I have the $1, $5, and $10 tier that is in USD currency, so Canadian, it's a little different there. But I got a lot of fun stuff coming for the Patreon. I have actually decided to launch a new show that's going to be very different from anything else I've hyped, and I'm not even going to hype it. I'm just going to drop it and be like, here you go. And to get that content, all you need to do is join the $1 tier. And then I'm going to also have another show that is going to be in the $5 and above tier. So go check that out. I'm going to start doing live streams and all that kind of fun stuff behind the scenes videos and things of that nature. I had kind of some logistical things I had to work out there, uh, but April is looking like a fantastic month for some Patreon content. And on top of this content, you will also get personalized shoutouts at the end of every episode of the show, just like my boy. Mr. Scotty D. Scott, thank you so very much for all the support, my brother. You know how much I love you and how much I appreciate not only your patronage, but also your friendship. I owe him a big bear hug. (laughs) Next time I see you, Scotty, I appreciate it, my brother. I've known Scott for a very long time and, uh, you know, just, just love him. Great guy. Fantastic guy. And as well, a humongous shout out to the Grey Rooms podcast. They, I mean... What, what can I what can I say I haven't already said? They have supported me in so many ways, but being patrons is, it's just really, truly mind-boggling to me to have their actual patronage and, you know, featuring interviews with Jason and Brooks on their actual podcast feed was a humongous deal to me. Being able to interview people from the Grey Rooms like Cassie is just, it's amazing. They're doing incredible things over there at the Grey Rooms and the Grey Rooms Productions team. So go check them out. They are incredible people. They deserve your support. Go join their Patreon. Just amazing people. I can't say enough wonderful things about everyone over there at the Grey Rooms. And them taking the step to supporting me on Patreon really is just, uh, it's really truly an incredible feeling. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for supporting me not only on Patreon, but just in in general. I very much appreciate it. And if you would like little shout outs like that at the end of every episode of The Hotter Show, go ahead and join the Patreon, $1 or above tier. You'll get a little shout out like that and plus other perks. We're hoping to, uh, to build the Patreon and just keep that train rolling. Very excited for, uh, for, for both shows I'm going to be doing. But one in particular, let's just say it's going to be a spooktacularly good time so keep an eye out for that on the patreon and keep an eye out for the next episode of the hotter show i got something really fun lined up so be sure to again hit that subscribe button and follow me on the social media and i will catch you next time right here on the hotter show take it easy guys